today's episode high voltage with double a as obviously your host right here hello everyone double a is dedicated to the girlfriends and the wives if you have a guy that you're dating or entangled you know engaged that play fantasy football and don't get me wrong i know there are women that play fantasy football i'm not oblivious to that i even know a former co-worker friend of mine that plays fantasy football like obviously i know that women play fantasy football so before you tell me like yeah double your that's sexist and that's very wrong i know there's, there's women that play fantasy football and now i don't i can't prove this to be a fact but i think it's very logical to believe so and i think i think we do know it to be a fact even though it's not like a proven one we haven't done a study or a survey that mostly men play fantasy football that if you were to count most of the people in fantasy football, they're mostly guys. And and there might be even women that understand the purpose of fantasy football. But for, but for today's episode, I'm going towards the women who do not understand fantasy football. And maybe they want to, right? Maybe it gets closer in your relationship. Or maybe it makes those moments in which you're watching football with them less awkward or less boring. Maybe you can understand and, and appreciate where the game is coming from because I, I I kind of feel bad like I've been in rooms with with women that they don't get it they're just there to support them right and couples do things together sometimes you have to swallow it and just bite the bullet you know like that's this is just what couples do you do things that you don't necessarily want to do right like I want to feel like I'm helping in this department and maybe it's not just women there might be a few guys out there that are friends with a lot of guys that play fantasy football and maybe you want to understand that so i I don't want to necessarily say like oh this is specifically for one audience like whenever i do a podcast episode it's never going to be like that but i just know for a fact that the majority of people who play fantasy football are guys therefore i have to go towards a certain audience here not necessarily limit them and just them to to listen to it but i will definitely say that more often than not, this is this is going to be for the... And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there are a bunch of guy friends who don't play fantasy and they want to know it. That's fine. Maybe there are women who want to play it, and I'm giving them advice to. Like, there's different ways to go about it. But I just, I just thought that, you know what? Most of my episodes, I never thought about my audience truly. There are, I guess there are a few exceptions to every rule. But you know what? Let me go towards the women here. Because again, like I said, I feel bad for some guys to drag them into a situation that they don't necessarily like. So I want to help them, maybe feel, just support them so that they're not completely bored and they are not confused or whatever the case may be. That they can feel like I deserve to be in this room because I know enough, right? I heard this podcast episode. I'm I'm not trying, you know, to on to stereotypes and whatever and stereotypes are stereotypes like i don't like stereotypes but unfortunately they're out there and you have to be aware of it it's just is what it is and if you want to attack stereotypes i might just do an episode on that later so definitely let me know if you want to hear that and i have to you know compile maybe a guest to come on with that but definitely some research but again my intentions are good here i'm not trying you know to belittle anybody all i want to do is is help and I feel like this is a way for me to do that, especially when, again, I haven't done that many episodes specifically for women. And why is that? Because I'm not one. I can't speak upon being one or that perspective. Like, 
I don't have the experience. I, I can't imagine what it's like being a woman, the fact that I've been a guy my whole life. So I'm like, you know what? I've never done an episode dedicated to them. And sure, this sounds like a guy episode, the fact that I'm going to talk about fantasy football and what is it like playing fantasy football. And if you're a guy who plays fantasy football and you need to hear this, then that's kind of sad. And they truly are either not good at fantasy football, maybe they have such a bad memory, which sometimes I'm in that department. But when it comes to this, and this is my passion, I don't need a refresher. Not trying to offend people. All right, that's never my intention. I will say... And it's a different angle to go about an episode. I'm not going to lie, but I had this in mind for a few people because, like I said, I was in the room and I and I saw it and I'm like, I feel bad for them. I, I do. So this is definitely for you with all good intentions. And if you really like what I'm saying here, then go ahead and play fantasy football. Hopefully it's not so much money because, of course, I don't endorse losing that much money when you don't know what you're doing especially the first year right if you're if you're a rookie doing this for the first year i don't recommend paying for money like have at least a year experience before you risk a little bit of money now if it's like five ten bucks you know what we lose that maybe on average i, I don't i don't know but that, does, that, that doesn't hurt if that's it but we're talking about like fifty dollar hundred dollar leaks that can that can hurt a little bit so if you don't have that much experience don't pay that much to be in a fantasy football league but I would encourage you to at some point play fantasy football because it is really fun. And especially when you're into sports, you know what it's like to be in sports. It's just you don't know how exactly how to play or maybe you don't know football specifically. It's really a cool way to experience a game, a sport, to, to feel like you're in control and you have power and this is your team. It's It's yours. Maybe this isn't just for, hey, I'm trying to, to educate but maybe also bring along some fantasy football owners. Because like I said, most of the people who play are guys. Maybe this could change that. Who knows? So hopefully this can be however you want it to be. And again, like I said, hopefully you take it positively. And I'm going to try to view it in that kind of angle rather than just give you my kind of guy mindset. Because I know all this. I know why guys love playing fantasy football. And like I said, if, if they don't, like if you're a guy listening to this and you feel like huh I don't feel those things then I would recommend to stop playing fantasy football because you're probably inactive you're probably not that competitive and that just makes the league worse like we don't want those types of owners but anyway I've never truly had to feel like I had to provide so much context for a situation kind of like this this episode so with that being said already almost what 10 minutes into the episode let's finally get into what the hell I'm talking about here today. And I kind of almost lost my main topic because I'm talking about women trying not to be sexist and trying to talk about fantasy football in a specific kind of way, not the kind of way I'm used to. So bear with me. I might have sound a little bit confused, scared, puzzled, all within one. But at the same time, that's high voltage, you know, just very much emotional, but also very much passionate and energetic. And you kind of saw it on full display there. Hopefully, I don't get censored. Okay, so the first point I want to make is that if you if you don't play fantasy football and you don't know a lot of football, and you see these guys, you see people, even at a bar, they may not even play fantasy football. You might just say like, well, what's the big deal, right? Isn't it just a game? Or if they have money, like if they have a bed or something, like, it's not the end of the, in the world if they lose it. Like, when it comes to fantasy football, it's not. No, no, 
No, it is not just a game, okay? When playing against a lot of friends, there are a lot of bragging lights on the line. There is your integrity, your legacy, everybody's integrity is on the line. And of course, the championship is on the line. Like, what is the point of playing when you don't want to win? What is the point when you don't want to win against a friend? What is the point of not wanting to win when you haven't won before? Or you may have only won once. Like, all these things have a certain connotation to it. And at the very least, you got to try. And you want to try hard. And sometimes there's going to be bloodshed, okay? We guys are very competitive. And I'm not going to say women aren't. It depends on the kind of thing which you use that competitive mindset towards. But when it comes to guys, I almost feel like we take it up to like an unnecessary next level. Of It's it's like you got to win this week. You got to make the right lineup this week when you play against your rivals. As Darman of Ryan said before, they have enemies in their league. That's kind of the same, the same thing here. There's someone who's been annoying you. Maybe you've been talking a lot of trash. That's also a big thing with guys. That makes the league a little bit even more fun because some guys are just talk. They'll just talk. I know somebody. He's up in New York. He's just talk. And sure, is it annoying? Yeah, it is. And you want to shut them up. And that's what fantasy football can do. It could put your money where your mouth is, right? It can prove to people that you are, in fact, the real deal. It can also prove to yourself that you are a great player of fantasy football. There is no machine that does this better than fantasy football. Like, I could argue fantasy baseball, but the problem is that not that many people do it anymore and do it in such commitment way. With football, the fact that it happens for so little amount of time, which is just, what, 17 weeks, 18 weeks, and then you have to wait for it for, what is it, like seven, seven, eight months? Baseball happens, it almost feels like, all year long. So people feel like a withdrawal. And then when they finally get football back, it's like, oh, my God, yeah, finally, yeah, yeah. Like, there's a there's a big difference. And just there's more ways to put a spin on it to fantasy football. And it's almost like, again, like kicking into another gear. The fact that football is more violent and also just the fact that how guys view a matchup against a friend of theirs or how seriously they talk trade. There's just something about that's so hard to explain about why guys do it with football more than other sports and I, and I just and I do think mainly it's the sport itself the fact that football has gotten way popular but also just the timeline that you don't get football for that much so it's almost like you have to take advantage of it salivate it before it's too late and, and of course we don't like waiting but finally football came around and it's and it's like yeah get back to casinos and you know how I feel when it comes to betting get back up the fantasy football leagues and it's just it's just chaos. It's madness. And it's popular. Like people love drama. If I as I said that before on the podcast, and people love their football. So what do they do? They love fantasy football. And I'm going to get into why th- that is. And this is just this is one way to go about I've even explained the point. I've just I've all I've said is that it's just not a game. There's a lot at stake. And, and I mean, don't get me wrong. Money is part of it. I'm going to explain why that technically for me that doesn't matter too much. But when it comes down to it, there's nothing better than talking trash to somebody 
and you winning. You had you didn't even do that much. You're not the one on the field, but you're the one that put the team together. You did it through trades. You did it through the draft. You add a few guys, like you claim a few guys, or maybe it's a free agent budget. You put you know twenty bucks on on a guy. Your rival put down fifteen. Right. That's there's a lot to it. There's a lot of moving parts, and like I said, it makes you feel like you're really in control. And you want to feel like you have more authority. You feel like you want to be the top dog. Are you going to get to the ball, or are you going to be left dry? Like there's there's twelve there's a there's only two bowls to feed twelve dogs. Are you going to are you, if you're the top dog, you take that ball for yourself and leave the other eleven for that one ball. That's that's what you want to feel like. And every guy, every champion, or anybody I should say that wants to be a champion, should have that mentality. And that's what fantasy football does. It brings that out of you. This is probably the most illogical episode I'm probably going to do. I'm going to be honest. It's really not easy to explain. But I'm trying to explain it. <laughs> and just give me a, just give me credit for at least trying to explain it. It's not easy. You really do have to feel like you've done it before. And I and I've told you, you know, I've done an episode about how to BS. But at the same time, I feel like you really do have to do it, though. At the end of the day, again, I'm, I'm talking a lot of, I'm going around in circles. I'm talking a lot of, as if I'm talking out of thin air. But I've been through this. I've been doing this since 2011. Over 10 years, I've been doing this. And I haven't really been this ramped up until like a like few years ago when I'm where I have my own Serious League. And, I, and you know everybody. And it's just it's just so great, so great when you're one of the top leaders. I haven't won a championship in that league. I've been close, and and if it wasn't for my, you know, my my dumb friend who accepted a trade in which those players helped beat me in, in in the championship, I probably would have won a championship. But that's neither here or there. And I don't like calling him dumb, but we all love him. He's a kid. He's been on the podcast before. Point is, there's just something to this game. You can, there's not even a lot of room for heart in this game. You, have, you just have to take it so seriously that even to a point, you are willing to die for it. Not like legitimately, but you feel like it. It's almost like I'm making a, a big speech right now, a big speech in a movie, and you got to listen to every word I'm saying, and I'm telling you right then and now, you are willing to put your body on the line. You're willing to put yourself, and you're willing to die out there. What are you going to do? That's going to stand out for everybody else. That makes you worthy of the championship. And guys go the extra mile. When it comes to fantasy football. I think it's mostly up to that first point. Bragging rights. And the fact that you know you could talk about it all throughout January, February, March. All throughout the summer. I think it mainly has to do with that. And, and your integrity. Like are you going to be the wimp who's in last place. And maybe there's a punishment. So that's going to even be a little bit funny. And you know are you the guy that never makes the playoffs. Or are you a guy that just won the championship, but some people see that as a fluke year, an asterisk maybe? There's a lot with that. Like it, it, and who you are does matter. Like if you're someone who plays fantasy for like a good time, you're not truly the guy that I'm talking about. I'm talking about the guys that are read deep into the research, right? The, like Darman is big into fantasy football. Sam is also big into fantasy football. Ryan is big into fantasy football. I did the broadcast on this podcast. And if you haven't seen it, you're missing out. Please check that one out. Most of those guys are in it to win it. But if you saw Danny, 
and I hate to call him out here. I love the guy. He has a funny laugh. I love his laugh. He didn't sound serious. He just picked Joe Burrow just because he liked the guy. And yet there was, you know, great quarterbacks still out there. He picked Joe Burrow over them just because he liked the guy. You can't have room for heart in this game. He's not in it to win it. He says he is, but but actions speak louder than words. Am I right? There's a lot of guys that are willing to pay maybe even $1,000 to win a championship just to win it, even though the buy-in may just be only 50 That's my point. You're willing to sacrifice some. You're willing to go a place that even maybe even guys are willing even to cheat. They're willing to cheat to win a championship. You know what? Hell, I may even be one of those guys, damn it. I want to win that badly, okay? It's, it's about the winning aspect. It's about that you're on top and your friends are not. It's almost like this. We all played a sport in high school or maybe not a sport, maybe a club. We all did something, right? Didn't we want to feel like we deserve to be on that field? Didn't we want to feel like we were successful at whatever we were doing? Didn't we want to feel like that whoever was across from us, we were going to win and it was going to feel good? Maybe not necessarily, you know, like put it in their face like, yeah, I'm better than you. But it's kind of like that. You put a lot of hard work into it, whatever you do. You try so hard. Your mindset is focused on the right things. And you and the last thing you got to do is execute. Got to produce. You got to have those results. The result just feels so good when you win. And with fancy football, unfortunately, you got to keep doing that if you want to be successful, get into the playoffs, and then you have you have no choice but to do that because it's single elimination to win a championship. It's like that. People can relate to that, that they did something in high school, club or sports. Easy for a sport, but it's accepted for when it comes to clubs. Therefore, it's not that implausible of how much guys love fantasy football. The fact that we cannot go back to high school anymore to be in a club or a sport, or even college. The only reason I bring up high school is because when it comes to college, you do international scouting. People from all over the world, all over the country, come to your school and play a sport. Like, and and maybe even there's not maybe not a lot of room for the club. So in 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 high school, the fact that there's not that many people, you could do any club, you could do any sport you want. At least when you try out, and if you're good enough, yeah, you, you make it. But when it comes to a club, anyone's welcome, right? So I'm not necessarily putting college in that realm, even though we might have played a college sport, and I'm talking about someone in the audience listening to this. But fantasy football kind of replaces that, the fact that we're done school now. So that's another way to view about it. And just, again, that feeling of winning is just nothing like it. Now, don't, and, and here's the funny thing before I move on. I hate losing. More than I do like winning. But here's the thing. If I avoid that feeling of hate to lose, then what's the other thing? I'm going to win. Yeah, I hate losing so much. <laughs> I'm not sure if I'm the only person that agrees with that sentiment. Because they might, like, double. Like, wouldn't you like to win more than losing? Like, uh, okay, yeah, obviously. So wouldn't you like the feeling of winning more than the losing? No. You have to view it in which way I said. I hate losing. Hate losing. It's a double negative like winning which is of course a a positive even if i tie i'll take that right it's not winning but it's at least i avoid losing and again there's with fantasy football there's that's it probably would have been avoidable guarantee you it probably would have been avoidable but either way i'm getting off track here and you can easily tell my voice of how much i just like talking about the concept of fantasy football i'm not even talking about why guys like it i'm just talking about what goes into it because I'm in the midst of it myself. And that's big. That is big for you to know. 
that when the winter comes and you're deep, heavy into your league, there's no going back. There is no stopping that train. Once you start fantasy football, you end with fantasy football. And it's unfortunate fantasy baseball still happens weeks one and two, maybe three of fantasy football, because then it's like, which one do you care about more, right? You have to start off on a good note, but at the same time, you have to end on a good note in fantasy football, uh, baseball. The fact that the championship, the playoffs are happening in your league in fantasy baseball. So it's. I wish it wasn't like that. I wish they were separate, but it is like it is. Fantasy uh, football and baseball do intersect during that month of September and a little bit of October. And of course, fantasy baseball, you don't play uh, once the playoffs start. Like that. That's kind of obvious. But anyway, let me move on here because I haven't really explained why guys like fantasy football. All I said is that when you play against your friends, there's a lot of bragging lights, integrity on the line, the championship itself. Like that's not necessarily why you like it. That's just what's at stake, right? That's essentially why people are so serious about it. It doesn't mean that they like it. It's actually stressing. It really is stressing, and we don't like to feel stressed. So when it comes to those reasons, it's not necessarily a guy that likes to play fantasy football for those reasons. Maybe they like the challenge and the things that the the byproduct of all those things I just said. But that's not that's not why they like it. That's just what comes at, at it, and kind of almost setting it up up towards, of course, what's in this game and what they feel watching it going in, into the season. That's essentially what all, all or going into a matchup. What they feel. Why guys like it? The first reason is that you feel like a coach. You might say, like, what's the big deal about being a coach? You know, they're they're the ones calling the shots on the field. They're calling the plays. They're deciding who's in, who's out. They're they're scheming it up. They're trying to decide when to call a timeout. You know, they're dissecting what's going on on the field. They are the sheriff. Who doesn't like being the sheriff? And with fantasy football, the way in which you feel like a coach is the starting lineup in which i'm going to get into how you even make a starting lineup i'm just bear with me there's you have players 16 players on the roster you have to decide who is going to start your kicker your defense qb two running backs tight end two wide receivers a flex which essentially is you could start a position player that's not a qb defense kicker that's a flex and i forgot to mention tight end so a tight end can also be put at the flex you have to decide who's going to be on your bench, who you think is not going to do as well to help you win, and you're going to start someone that's like, you know what, I, I he better score a lot of points for me, or I'm going to bench him next week. Like, kind of like that, where, you know, like, you're essentially putting out your chips to the table. You're kind of deciding how much money you want to put on the table, with specifically what guys you're putting in your starting line. So as a coach, it's tough. Do you go based on matchups? Do you go based on when you drafted the guy, how many points he scored last week, or how many points he has now in the season? You have the authority of a coach, as you much do in the NFL. You see who's your starters and who's on your bench. Sometimes you make the decisions of cutting the guy, but that goes into my next point about being a general manager. But point is here is that authority and power and control are such a huge theme in this episode well maybe not necessarily the episode because like i said i spent a lot of time talking about you know the context of why i'm going to give an angle the way in which i am for this episode that doesn't necessarily have to do with power and, and control there but as a coach you're the authority figure on the field 
you're the authority figure when it comes to when you're on your team. You see your roster. It's almost like a different kind of authority rather than the next one I'm going to get into, which is, like I said, the general manager. So then you put that authority cap on. You have to decide who you're starting, who you're benching. And decisions are vital here. If you make a wrong decision, you have a chance to lose the matchup because you don't want to bench someone who's going to do good, obviously. You want to put in all the guys that you think are going to do well in your starting lineup. So which then they accrue points and more points than your opponent gives you a win. And if you keep doing that, you get into the playoffs. And then you keep winning, you're going to go to the championship and win it. So you need to make the right decision about who's in your starting lineup. And that's tough. That's really tough. I think there might be a lot of guys sitting in front of your TV and you're with them. They're like screaming, why is he not doing so well? You can tell he's, he put a guy in his lineup and, he, and they're not doing it well. Maybe they're not touching the ball or maybe they keep getting stopped. Maybe the O-line's not doing their job and not giving the running back enough space to work with. There's a, there's a lot to dissect when it comes to starting lineup and what goes into that, in which I'm not going to get into that. Like I said, this is not a fantasy football episode. This is almost a concept of what goes into the game to help you, the listener, understand why it's as crazy as it is and why people love it so much okay if you sense stress if you sense like why is he looking at this one game even though my favorite team is on the other channel it has to do with who's in their starting line or maybe their opponent's starting lineup like that's the thing essentially with fantasy football you win a matchup about who wins more points of those who are in your starting lineup you could score your team could score 200 points but your starting lineup scored 75 of them. That's not going to get you a win. 75 points is not a lot when you put it in context. Average, depends on what league you're in. PPR is essentially you get a point for a guy catching the ball. And you could do that for half a point. So when it comes to PPR, I think average is 120. And when it comes to half PPR, Again, this varies. It, it, it's, it could be weird with, like, you know, a guy scoring a lot of touchdowns or whatever. On average, I think that's, like, 110 or something like that. So, but either way, 75 is terrible. Absolutely terrible. And your bench goes 125, it doesn't matter. The, you, you lose. You need to play the right guys in. And guys know this, right? Like I said, this is not for them, this episode. They know that you have to put the right guys in. But at the same time, you have to look at your opponent's. How are they doing, right? So it's not just how your guys doing; it's how your opponents doing, and you keep track of that. You flip through the channels for this reason. You look at a specific channel or a specific player, maybe a specific decision, like are they going to go for on fourth down, right? Because maybe your opponent has the kicker of the team which you're watching right now, like things like that. So hopefully that helps with that front. Again, coach, it's a different kind of authority figure, the authority figure that really guys like to get into. And if you want to role play, oh my god, they love being the general manager so damn much. And it's just unbelievable how when it comes to authority and power control, you see it so often with guys. When it comes to negotiating a trade, they they feel like as if they're the hot stuff. When they pick up a guy or claim them, they feel like, yeah, I got I got this guy and you didn't, you know? And they could have chosen anybody, but they feel like this guy's going to help me in some capacity, whether it's this week or in the future, right? Or maybe they pick someone up just because they want to block someone from someone else getting them. Like, I got 
Tua, when he did really well, he went off week two. I got him in one of my leagues when I didn't need to, just because I didn't want any <laughs> I didn't want any of the QB needed guys to get him. In which then I could potentially trade into them or trade my other quarterback, whatever the case may be. Like you have to play with leverage, and that ha- that certainly goes into it. You need you need to have like you need to understand the assets that you have. You need to understand when someone's de- desperate, when you call out their bluff, or they can call out your bluff. The point is, when it comes to being a general manager, though, in total, is that you need to utilize the roster spot as much as possible. Or if I what I just said with my previous example, that you screw someone over. So. It's a big deal either way. It's a big deal during the regular season to be like a general manager. Again, with Darman, I, I brought his name up. He doesn't keep anybody that he drafts. It's kind of ridiculous. Kind of sad, actually. It's almost like we need to, you know, do an intervention on him. But at the same time, part of me is like him. And so I'm going to hold myself to that standard. That, you know what, maybe I need an intervention. I'm not as bad as him, but I used to be, right? And even to some extent, I, I still feel like Trading is the only way that I get what I want, even though it essentially doesn't avoid your problem, whatever problem that may be. And that and has to do with like, you know, weaknesses and strengths and what what you really need work on, what you what you don't need work on. <sighs> General managers though are such a hot deal when it comes to any sport. They call the shots. They could determine who's on the team and who's not. How much money they spend who to trade in a deal, they have all the keys to the car. So maybe as many cars as possible. It's then the coach's job to, to play the guys that the general manager got them. The general manager shouldn't decide who's starting and who's not. The coach should. The manager should. The GM just is a matter of putting the guys together for that specific team's roster. And that is essentially, again, what fantasy football is. You have to split into two. Coach is the starting lineup. You have all the players there, whatever. But before that, the general manager decides who's on the team. It's a power thing. With baseball, general managers are a big deal. Managers, not so much. In football, general managers are a big deal. Coaches are a big deal. And there's scheme involved and, you know, plays and whatever. So definitely baseball doesn't have that. But again, they're still powerful. In any given league, you you are the main voice. Everything comes to you. You are the boss. And... Fantasy football makes you feel nothing short of that. And it's massive. And what's even more massive is feeding your alter ego with that. When you make a big trade, it needs to pay off dividends, right? You need to get wins after that that trade. Or you feel like, oh, yeah, I screwed someone over because there's no way that this guy's going to match up to the guy that I got. You know, with power comes so much expectation and that may sound weird, like usually the quote is, with great power comes great re- responsibility. But the fact of the matter is, is that if you hand someone their own team, they have full control of the team, it's almost like you're the owner of an NFL team, right? Like this is your fantasy football team, you have full authority over it, and you believe in yourself, right? You feel like you are good at what you do, you feel great, so you're, you're asking yourself, okay, I put myself in position, like going into the draft, and I'm going to just discuss the draft next. How am I? How am I not going to win? You know, like when you have all that authority, all that power, you feel surprised when you lose a match. You feel surprised when you didn't have a good season. So with all this power, it kind of fulfills the ego 
It really does. And I'm going to go through the draft in, in a moment, but I w- will summarize right now. When it comes to the draft, coaching, and being the general manager, you're in control of everything, and it feels good, especially when you win. Especially is the key word there. It satisfies the ego. And again, like I said, if you really do believe in yourself, you do believe that you are a great fantasy player, and obviously you feel you have momentum, you feel good going into the season, or after doing a trade, probably feel like you won the trade, otherwise you shouldn't have done it. Whatever the case may be, like when you have all that on your side, all that kind of power, nobody can take it away but you, how can you expect yourself not to be in a winning position at the end of the day? Like That's part of the reason why guys love fantasy football they associate winning with them being in control of it and it's there's no other better feeling like you didn't ask for help you made all the moves you call the shots and essentially like are you really surprised about it no because you're you were always confident in your ability and nothing made you think less of that before and especially not after so that's a really good point being that general manager and just having such a high expectation in yourself fulfilling that ego but the draft is even a bigger deal and why do i say that because it's like its own event you know i mean we did an episode broadcasting like the draft of the great league sam is the commissioner greg is in the league you know ryan has been a guest before darwin has been a guest before it was such a great time it, it is really good time being with your friends you know you're talking trash with them a little bit but you're calling the shots Essentially, like a general manager, I mean, they are the ones who officially and formally make the pick. You feel like a winner because you believe that you're going to do well. And when you put yourself in a position of power, and of course, this is essentially fantasy football. This is is fantasy. You feel like that there's nothing else stopping you from being a winner. And so when you make a pick, you're like, yeah, of course I made this pick. He's going to help me win. Like, that's what we're thinking. And, of course, in the draft, there's a no better time for that feeling than that. And just looking forward to the season ahead, right? So when it comes to the draft, it's a big deal. And it's – I think you could really tell if you listen to that episode. Like, I asked the guys to analyze their draft picks. I essentially – you can hear my excitement. I'm not even in the league. I'm just broadcasting. I was, like, being a reporter, you know, hand, handling the microphone and – you know, giving it to them and then a- asking them questions, and it was it was just a heck of a time. I knew they were having fun. I know that a lot of leagues are similar in which they they get together and they they do the draft in the same room. And I know that's not always possible with a few people not being there. But if you don't understand that aspect, it could be a little bit tough for you being in that room and fully understanding what's what's going on. And so hopefully there's a little bit of context. If you listen to that episode, and again, it's called uh, Let's Try Broadcasting a Draft. It was very much loud. I, I had to do a lot of editing, and it didn't sound, it didn't feel like it sounded great. And, and of course, I did, did what I could with, of course, Greg helping and his expertise, you know, mentoring me to, to edit on audacity and that's the platform which we use but again just the point is is that it goes into that control thing feeling like a general manager feeling like a coach even though when it comes to the draft coaches don't really have that much say in the draft they have some say but you have to think about okay is he my backup 
or is he my star, right? Do I should I get a handcuff here? Like, am I really going to utilize it? What about the bye weeks? You know, that's essentially dealing with the starting lineup. You make you feel like a head coach there. So there was a little bit of coach in play during the draft, but I, I do really think that when you're around friends, it really does enable a side of a guy like no other when it comes to competition, right? And when it comes to football, when it comes to sports in general, not just competition, but just feeling like the good old days of when you played a sport. And I know it's just a game, but really, like I said earlier, it's not. There's a lot of emotions. There's a lot on the line. And there's a whole lot of control in which you have. And you just feel good about having it. And you know you're going to do something with it. So there's a lot at play. And if you want me broadcasting your draft, I'm more than happy to. Let us know. I'll be there. Give us the address. And hopefully... It could be a hell of a time with me being there because I may not know you and I may not know your counterparts. But just let, let's set that up. Maybe that, that could be a thing going forward on this podcast. But lastly, I want to say is that I brought this up a little bit earlier and I, and I said I was, was going to say if a layer and, and here it is. Money is involved. So you have to when you're in a league, you have to pay a fee. Maybe it's 30, maybe it's a 50, maybe it's 100. The higher the fee, the more money you can win if, in fact, you do win the championship in the league. And don't get me wrong. Guys like winning money. Like, who doesn't like winning money? The same thing goes when it comes to betting. Anyone bets. And uh, uh, not me, but a lot of people bet. But I do really think it's just a small part of the game. Like, if someone disagrees with that specific statement, then they don't get it. Everything that I just said goes out the window because they don't get it. And that's and that's sad. Like, someone shouldn't be playing fantasy football to win money. If that is your prerogative, go bet, okay? When it comes to fantasy football, there's a lot more on the line than just you hitting your parlay or hitting a prop bet. There's a lot more than that, I say. It really does show you how well are you at roster construction or making a decision about who should be in, who should be out, of the starting lineup. It really does show you of your drafting ability that you didn't draft a guy fifth round when honestly it should have been the seventh round, right? Or you selected somebody who's not going to be injury prone and it turned out they didn't. Like it really does come down to your your ability to predict the future. And that's really tough. But at the end of the day, we're all doing it. when it comes to sports, when it comes to, you know, events, like if you want to go to an event, a concert, let's say, you have to kind of like gamble that it's not going to rain, you know, or that it's not going to get postponed because the, the person doing a concert may say they need a mental break. So you do really have to gamble a little bit. And that's essentially what fantasy football is. There's a lot of gambling, not like the actual kind, but in terms of like a little bit of luck involved, you, even though you may feel like you're in control, being the general manager, being the coach, you're not the player on the field. So there's a lot of luck involved in the fact that you can't control the actual result, but you feel like you're in control. And when it comes down to it, the money in which you lose and the money in which you win has nothing to do with that. And anybody that disagrees that money is the key reason why you play fantasy football or that it's a high priority for them, just do not get it and do not listen to that person, okay? I am talking to someone who likes to trash talk. I am talking to someone who is willing to put everything on the line for them. Maybe even they're willing to cheat for it, right? 
that they have a great time with friends because we're talking about competitiveness here, because we're talking about being the top dog here. We're talking about being the best of all time. That is what we're talking about here. That has nothing to do with money. We're talking about bragging rights. That also has nothing to do with money. I won a fancy baseball championship last season. I said, dude, I'm not doing it for the money. You can keep the money for all I care. It was like, what, 300 bucks or whatever. That's not chump change because, of course, we're not rich. But I said, I'm not doing it for the money. I don't care about the money. I'm doing it because I, I don't like you guys right now. You guys are my enemies. I want to beat you. I want you to realize how great I am. And so I'm winning it on those. So you guys annoy me so damn much. I am going to spit this out in your face because you guys deserve it. You provoked me so much that you deserve nothing less. I am winning this bleeping thing. And I did. It wasn't about the money, was it? That has nothing to do with, to do with money. That has to do with my integrity. That has to do with my motives. That has to do with my ego. That has nothing to do with money. And I'm not the only guy out there that could say all that stuff. It sounds it sounds really passionate. It sounds like almost psychotic. I'm calling myself almost like a psychopath. But at the end of the day, money is not the core of this game. Your heart, you shouldn't have that much heart in this game. Because I know there are some people that are like, I'm not drafting the Dallas Cowboy. Well, you're you're ridiculous. Like, if C.D. Lamb's in the fifth round, you're, you're an idiot to pass him up again. You need to not have that much heart in this game. And you also need to realize that you should not just be doing it for the money. The money, the only way that it's acceptable to think about money is like, you know what? 30 bucks. I, I want to be in this league. I like you guys. I like competing with you guys. I'll put up the 30 bucks. Just to get your foot in the door, from but that point forward, you, you're not thinking about money. So other than that, that's acceptable. But again, there are psychopaths like me out there. There are people who are willing to, to die for it, like I mentioned earlier. That is the root, the core of why we crazily, not sure if that's a word, we really love fantasy football i'm not even a big fan of football like i'm i'm a huge proponent of concussions being a major concern of why football players die at such a young age but when it comes to fantasy football the fact that you know i'm not going to start a movement and stop football because i totally understand why people play it and it's part of the game and they you know grew up with their childhood with it and they did it for a reason and maybe their fathers their mother taught them about about football and watch football as part of their childhood it's also just the freedom in which you live life and the consequences of possibly doing something like that, I'm not going to stop that, right? And it's really hard to stop something of that magnitude, especially when there's a whole, whole lot of money involved. Like, if you ever seen the movie Concussion, like, I'll just be, like, blitz, you know? I'll, I'll be t- canceled immediately because, like, you know, the NFL has so many resources and money that, like, what is this boy from PA going to do? He ain't going to change the whole landscape of the sporting dynamics. Like, there's no way. And I don't have the kind of power to manage that that force anyway. But point is, when it comes to fantasy football, again, I'm not a big fan of football, but fantasy football, with all the things I just said, cannot be understated enough. And hopefully I put yourself in a position to understand why guys are the, the way that they are and that you can understand, you can feel less confused, you can feel included, involved, and possibly one day, I'll love for you to join a league with me if you want to, if you were inspired or that you don't know anyone that, to really start out the uh, out a league with. I'm here. If you want to do a fantasy football league, I'm here. Or if you don't really know me that well, then feel like you could do it with anybody. 
maybe maybe with a stranger in which of course you know you're not interacting with them in person so it's completely fine but i do encourage those who have not played fans before to at least try it and if you want to understand it completely there's nothing better of a teacher than experience rather than just hearing a voice like me talk on on and on so i i'm going to stop myself right there i'm going to encourage people to go out and try new things fantasy football being one of them at least for next season because i know it's pretty late in the football year so i i know they can't really do that right now but next year try out next year and and you can definitely understand what i'm talking about because at the end of the day it's a big thing i know it's not like millions and millions and millions of people i know not that many people in the country play fantasy football but there's enough people to at least warrant an episode so you can't necessarily blame me there with that and the absolute last point is that when it comes down to it guys usually watch football just because like they have a favorite team you know this this or that and they go to the stand they go to the games whatever but fantasy football gives you i think a much better reason to watch football with everything i just stated right like there's a lot more on the line you want to see how your player does you want to see how your opponent is so i feel like football rooting for your team is kind of like one-dimensional with fantasy football you get to check on the score then you see the game you actually see how it actually plays out with every touch with with every minute that goes past like is that a good thing bad thing your, your projections are you winning now are you losing now like it's big so i do really think that watching it does change the di- dynamics like it, like think about someone who doesn't have a fantasy football team and they're just rooting for their birds or they're rooting for their fantasy football team, you're going to get two completely different responses and behaviors from those people. So thank you all listening to the episode today. Let me know what you think. I know I'm walking a fine line here saying a lot of stuff, but like I said, my intention, my heart is in a good place, and I'm doing this for a certain cause, and hopefully I have done that. Looks like I said I haven't taken an angle like this before, so I'm a little bit inexperienced in this regard, but Hey man, when it comes down to it, I like to talk and talking I, I'm, I am and why not try it? So go ahead, try Fantasy Football and see what I'm talking about and see you later. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter at High Voltage with double A.